A very good morning to all of you in the beginning of this season of Epiphany. Let us continue to trace the steps of Abraham. God called Abraham to leave his family and to go to the land. He promised him. Abraham responded to God's call, went and journeyed on towards the Negev. Genesis 12, verse 10. Now there was a famine in the land, so Abraham went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. There was a famine in the land. Abraham had to make a choice to remain in the land and trust God to provide, or to go down to Egypt, which is not affected by the famine. Abraham, Abraham, not Abraham yet, huh? Abraham chose to go down to Egypt. Verses 11 to 16. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, I know that you are a woman beautiful in appearance, and when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but they will let you live. Say, you are my sister, that you may go well with me because of you, and that my life may be spared for your sake. When Abraham entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful, and when the princess of Pharaoh saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house, and for her sake, he dwelt well with Abram, and he had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. Abram made a wrong choice. It was obviously a wrong choice because it required him to resort to deceit. He told her wife, Sarai, say, you are my sister. He got into great trouble. Sarai was taken into Pharaoh's house. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 17 and 20, but the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh gave men orders concerning him. And they sent him away. They sent him away with his wife and all that he had. God was indeed very gracious and merciful to Abraham. God intervened. He afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues. Pharaoh let go of Sarai, and she went back to Abraham. Pharaoh also sent Abraham and his family away from Egypt. Then we come to Genesis 13, verse 1. So Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and lot with him, into the Negev. And he journeyed on from the Negev as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place where he had made an altar at the first. And there Abraham called upon the name of the Lord. Let's now take a look at Abraham's journey on the map. 
Abraham went for Shechem. You know, after he uh, when after God called him, he left his family and he went on to Shechem, and then he went to pitch a tent between Bethel and Ai, and then he moved towards Negev. And then today, we learn that he went down to Egypt. He got into trouble there. God rescued him, and he went back up. Now, retrace his steps. He went from Egypt to Negev, and then, you know, settled in now, uh, in between Bethel and Ai, and then Negev. So we notice the map, you can see it, you know, Abraham, Abraham returned to where he had been at the beginning. He was right back where he started. Abraham made a wrong choice. Instead of trusting God to provide for him and his family in the land, he went to Egypt and resorted to deceit. It led to a personal disaster. Sarai was taken to the Pharaoh's house. The family was broken up, but thanks to be God, thanks to be God, God intervened. But for for Abraham, it was a detour from the land that God called him to. To us, Abraham seemed to have made a wasted trip. However, it was not a wasted trip. Through the trip, Abraham experienced the grace and mercy of God. He was grateful for the mercy God had shown to him. He returned to the place where he had made an altar at the first, and there Abraham called upon the name of the Lord. Abraham was given the opportunity to start afresh. He returned to worship God. Also, Abraham learned that God was good and trustworthy, and this enabled him to make the right choice when he was faced with the next crisis of his life. Let's look at Genesis 13, 2, 5-7. Now Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. And Lot, who went with Abraham, also had flocks and herds and tents, so that the land could not support both of them dwelling together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were dwelling in the land. Here again, Abraham had to make a choice to look for a way to resolve the conflict or to fight it out and gain an upper hand over Lot. The Canaanites and Perizzites who were dwelling in the land were watching if Abraham and Lot failed to resolve their conflict. The Canaanites and the Perizzites might come upon them and plunder them both. Let's see how Abraham made his choice. Then Abraham said to Lot, Let there be no strife between you and me. And between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. 
Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if you take the right hand, and I will go to the left. Abraham made the right choice. Firstly, Abraham chose to preserve the harmony in the family. He valued, he treasured family more than material possession. Secondly, Abraham chose to be generous. The land was promised to him, not to Lot. Yet, he chose to share the land with Lot. Thirdly, Abraham gave up his rights. As the patriarch of the family, Abraham had the right to choose first and then assign to Lot his portion later. But Abraham gave up his right. He let Lot have the first choice. And fourthly, which is a very important reason, which is also the basis for second and the third uh, uh, reason. Here, Abraham chose to trust in God, right or left, it did not matter to him. He left it for God to choose for him. He trusted in God to prosper him. Abraham's trust in God and his confidence in God's promise to give him the land enabled him to be generous to Lot. It also enabled him to give up his right. Without this trust in God, Abraham would want to hoard and keep the best for himself and not be generous because he trusted in God to provide for him, to prosper him. So he was able to be generous. And without the trust in God, Abraham would be afraid of being shortchanged and would fight for his right. But he trusted in God to look out for his interests. And he was secure enough not to fight for his rights, but to give up his rights. In Egypt, Abraham thought he had to take metal into his own hand. He thought he had to look out for himself, to fend for himself. He even had to resort to deceit. And God had to intervene and return Sarai to him. Now, having experienced the mercy and protection of God in Egypt, Abraham was able to trust God to trust in God to look out for his interests. He believed that whatever Lot chose, he knew that he could trust God for the best. How about Lot? What did he choose? Let's look at Genesis 13, 10 to 13. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was well water everywhere, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, in the direction of Zoar. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley, and Lot journeyed east. Thus, they separated from each other. Abraham settled in the land of Canaan, 
while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. Lot chose for himself the well-watered valley. His choice was based purely on what he could see with his eyes. He saw the well-watered valley. He might even saw the cities of the valley, but he did not see the moral corruption of the people, the men of Sodom. Unlike Abraham, Lot did not trust God to choose for him. Lot chose for himself. Lot made a wrong choice. We may say, at the time that Lot made his choice, there was no way for Lot to know that the people of Sodom were wicked and that Sodom would be destroyed. Abraham didn't know it either. Neither Lot nor Abraham was aware of the prevailing wickedness in Sodom. They also could not foresee the destruction of Sodom at that time. The difference was that Lot walked by sight, but Abraham walked by faith. Lot chose for himself, but Abraham trusted God to choose for him. Lot made the mistake of trusting on his own wisdom and judgment. He made a wrong choice and ended up with serious trouble later on. So, Lot moved as far as Sodom. Some translation puts it as he moved near Sodom or he moved towards Sodom. And eventually, he ended up living in Sodom. You can see this in Genesis 14, verse 12. Abraham, on the other hand, settled in the land of Canaan. It might seem that he had lost out. He had a bad deal. He was given the second best. It was not so. And God appeared to Abraham to reassure him. God reminded Abraham of his promise. Genesis 13, verses 14 to 16. The Lord said to Abraham, After Lot has separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. God reaffirmed his promise to Abraham. All the land you see, and this includes the portion of land that Abraham had given to Lot. You see, all the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. And verse 17, 
Arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. God instructed Abraham to walk through the land promised to him. Abraham was to claim the land as his by faith, even though he had yet to own it. In fact, Abraham only owned the field of Mephpilah when he died. He bought the field for 400 shekels of silver and buried Sarah in the cave, you know, at the field. So at the point of his death, Abraham only owned a small piece of land, the field of Mephpilah even though God had promised to him the vast piece of land that he saw when he lifted up his, his eyes. But Abraham trusted for God to fulfill his promise to him and to his offspring. So Abraham moved his tent and came and settled by the oaks of Maria, which are at Hebron, and there he built an altar to the Lord. By the way, this is also the place where Sarah was buried later on. So Abraham built another altar to the Lord at Hebron. He had experienced the grace and goodness of God. He responded in worship. Abraham was ever conscious of his dependence of God. He was grateful for the goodness and the guidance of God. He built altars wherever he went to mark out the significant moments of his life in honor of God. How do we apply what we have learned in, in this account? We are presented with many choices throughout our life. What can we learn from the choices made by Abraham in our study today? It was not easy to make a choice. Now, especially when we could not see ahead of us. The first lesson we can learn is that when we make a wrong choice, we are bound to make a wrong choice. So when we make a wrong choice and stray from God's purpose for our life, return to God and start afresh. Realize that Abraham, you know, when he made a wrong choice, he retraced his step and went back to where he started. Thank God that in his mercy, he always gives us a second chance, a new beginning. We are unable to see what lies ahead, what's in the future. We are bound to make a wrong choice at times. It's important for us to keep walking with God even when we make a wrong choice, learn from it and start afresh. The experiences that we have with God would never be wasted, even when we make a wrong choice. The experiences will only be wasted if we fail to learn from these experiences. As long as we learn from it, as long as we continue to walk with God, We'll be fine. You know, God will be able to work things out for us. And God will be able 
to help us, you know, to start afresh. That's the first lesson we can learn. Second lesson that we can learn is trust in God and stand on His promises. Make our choices with the confidence that we will not be shortchanged. Trust God for the best. Make our choice in accordance with biblical principle and with an eternal perspective. And I will close with a testimony. Some years ago, a Christian leader was struggling to make a choice regarding his career. He was paid well and was doing well in his job. However, he was disturbed by the way his new boss handled the business. He had given his feedback and shared his concerns with no avail. So he had to make a choice to stay in the company and went along with the boss against his conviction or to quit and look for a new job. It was not an easy decision. It was not easy to make the choice. I prayed along with him. After much struggle, consideration and prayer, he made the choice. He decided to quit, not knowing if he would find a job that could match his skill set and salary. He trusted in God to provide him with a new job. Praise the Lord. He found a new job that suits him and with a higher salary. Of course, here I have to qualify. It doesn't mean that every time you make the right choice, that God will make up your loss in, the, in your lifetime. You know, sometimes we see examples where people, you know, who went, people who go according to their conviction, they made the right choice, they suffer loss, but they don't, they don't seem, you know, uh, for God to really uh, kind of bless them. But then the assurance we can have is that when we make the right choice, when we please God and make our choice to glorify Him, we will definitely, God will definitely reward us and bless us, whether in this life or in our life with God in eternity. So this is a qualification. But I'm very glad you know, for this brother that he made a choice. It was not an easy choice, but God you know, blessed him with a new job, with a higher pay. Let us pray. Dear Lord, some of us here may have to make significant life decisions at this moment. We pray for your wisdom and guidance. We pray especially for those who must pay the cost in making the right choice for your glory. Grant them the courage and the confidence in you and trust in you, Lord, to work things out for them. We pray too for all of us that even with the seemingly minor decisions we made in our daily life, we will be guided by you to make the right choice to please you. Thank you that you are the sovereign Lord. Keep us close to you and guide us in our choices. 
grant that we will be worthy of your call and lift out your purpose for our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.